Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of one-page books of the Bible. This week, our study is concentrated on the book of 2 John, which was written by the Apostle John sometime between AD 85 and 95. The theme of this book is truth and love, hence the title of this message. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message. Number four, truth is the boundary of fellowship. We're sneaking up here on the punchline. Notice the first word in verse seven, four. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Notice how carefully that's worded. There's a big difference between saying Jesus, the man, became the Christ, and Jesus Christ came from the Father. Difference between right and wrong, truth and fiction. This is why Paul, or not Paul, John, wrote this book. It's the reason for the commands here. Many deceivers have gone out into the world. Look, the apostles weren't even dead yet. John was still around. It had only been 20 or 30 years, 20 years since the close of the ministry of the apostle Paul. And already many deceivers have gone out into the world. That's the same message that he gave in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. He calls these false prophets deceivers because they deal in deception. Their spiritual or spiritual destruction of Christians is one of their goals. The other one is preventing people from becoming Christians. And he gives us this description. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. There's nothing more crucial for you to understand if you're going to be able to avoid deception when it comes to who Jesus is. He is fully God. That's his deity. He is fully man. That is his humanity. He is totally both of those all the time simultaneously. He does not have an invisible switch that he can flick. I'm going to do something in my humanity now, and then a little later today I'm going to flick over to the deity side. I think I'll heal a few people. No, he is Jesus Christ, the God-man. Neither one of those aspects of his being overshadow or negate the other. He existed for all eternity. He took on human flesh by being born of the Virgin Mary. He always was the Messiah. The word Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Mashiach, Messiah. He died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again on the third day. He ascended to the Father, and He will return again to set up His kingdom on earth. That's the, about as short as you can make the description of who Jesus is. And there are many deceivers out there. You might encounter them today. There's a whole group that says that Jesus is actually the archangel Michael. There are people who say that he is a son of God, 
you know, he achieved a really high status, but he's not God the Son. Very big difference. There are those who say he was born of a man and he became the Messiah at his baptism when that Christ spirit descended upon him. That was a, the, the teaching of Gnosticism that has been adopted by a lot of New Age kinds of people. You can have that Christ spirit come upon you as well. There's a group that says he was a spirit child of the God named Elohim and one of his many wives. There are those that say he was a great teacher and a great example who therefore came to be called Son of God. There are people who say he was a man who achieved godhood by virtue of his works. There's a, there's a wrinkle of that these days among most of the prosperity gospel preachers and uh, some others in the charismatic movement that say that we are little gods Kind of find the little God in you and sort of water it and fertilize it so it'll grow up and take over. And you can do the same things that God did. You can speak things into existence. Not true. People say there's a similar spirit in you that can be discovered and developed. I mean, we're all sons of God, right? Or there are those that say he was a great man who taught and did wonderful things. And then his followers who liked what he said embellish the truth into myths and legends that we have in the Bible so that no one really knows the historical Jesus. You ever see those two words together, historical Jesus? Just slam the book or turn off the TV, go away. It's people who are presuming that what we have in Scripture, which documents who Jesus is better than any other person in antiquity, we know that isn't true. But here's what we think people made up. And here's what the historical Jesus might do. Look at no one who believes or teaches any of those things about Jesus Christ is a Christian. It doesn't matter what they say. They may have the word Christ on their church buildings. They may have the word Christian all over them. But if you don't hold to the biblical doctrine of Jesus Christ, you cannot be a Christian because you're saved by the God-man Jesus Christ, the only mediator between God and man, the one and only Savior. And you're saved only by grace, only by faith, only in Christ, only on the authority of Scripture. There's one way. There's only one way. And Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but by me. So, those who say otherwise are deceivers and antichrist. Now, what does he mean? Well, a deceiver is one who tells you uh, something that isn't true. Now, most deceivers are themselves deceived. They're the victims of their own deception, but they're spreading lies. Antichrist, we use that as a capital A Antichrist to describe the man who's going to be the, the, the world leader in the end times, but it literally means instead of Christ or opposed to Christ, and in a context like this, it refers to anyone who substitutes anything for the true doctrine of Jesus Christ. Now here is the punchline of the letter. Why did he write this? Verse 8, watch yourselves that you might not lose what we have accomplished but that you may receive a full reward. Now, there's a little bit of enigmatic stuff there, but understand, he's not saying 
You can achieve salvation and then lose it and achieve it and lose it, or you might achieve it and then lose it once for all. That's not what he's saying. He's talking about the concept of rewards. You read about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15, the most extensively, and we've taught on that in the, in the past. The idea is that your works as a Christian, not in order to become a Christian, your works after you become a Christian will be tried by fire. Those which prove to be spiritually gold, silver, and precious stones, they will remain and they will be rewarded. What is wood, hay, and straw will be burned away by the fire so that only the good things are left and everyone is rewarded for that. But it says here that you may receive a full reward. That implies the possibility that maybe there's a level of reward that you might have achieved, but you might miss out if you get deceived along the way. And this passage tells you that you can miss out on reward you might have earned by being deceived or by par- participating in the work of a deceiver. Fascinating subject. It has nothing to do with the doctrine of salvation. It has everything to do with the doctrine of Christ and other things that are in play. Now look at verse 9. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching, those are parallel, one, it's one description in two parts, goes too far and does not abide. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ, the doctrine of Christ, does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. When someone believes anything else other than what the Bible teaches concerning Jesus Christ, it's not a child of God. That person's not a Christian. That person's not saved. He must not be treated as if he is a member of God's family, because he isn't. So when you venture beyond the boundaries of revealed doctrine concerning Jesus, you've crossed a line. And that's the line we must hold to. It's very clear. Verses 10 and 11. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Now that doesn't mean be nasty to him. That does not mean verbally assault them. What it means is don't welcome them into your home or welcome them into your church or Pretend that what you're doing in your interaction with them is Christian fellowship. Now, there's giving a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. That's a good thing to do. What about those people that are ministering so tirelessly to the, to, to the refugees from the, from the war in Ukraine? That's a good thing. It doesn't, you don't say, I, I, I see you're starving, and I know your kids have eaten, haven't eaten for three days. What's your doctrine of Jesus? Tell me, and maybe you can get a Big Mac. No, that, that, that's not what this is saying. But do not receive them into your house. That was a much bigger deal in the early church. Cults love to prey on those who know just enough about the truth to be extra gullible when somebody comes along and seems to know it well. Well, I, these people were talking to me and, and uh, you know, they're... they're their name tag said elder, and they know the Bible better than I do. Well, that means you have a problem. 
You need to know the Bible better than they do. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.